watch and I don't know what to watch Show I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and welcome to the preview I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher Hello Hello. I'm back. Welcome back to the preview. Oh, yeah, you're back. I'm I back. <laughs> yeah, you are back. Like, welcome back to the preview. Marissa, what did you think of our last podcast without you? Did we do a good job or did we do a poor job? You did a good job. You held it together. There was some unnecessary slander thrown my way. <laughs> but other than that, it was cool. I will say, so... A unique month in June because not only did we go to New York and see you, Jermaine, you also came out to L.A. and saw us here, and we were so close to going to see The Blackening if you hadn't been jet-lagged, and you would have seen if for I yourself that there was no slander. It was very, it's very, very true what <laughs> what I said. How I behave. Yeah, how you behave. <laughs> But the blackening is an appropriate movie to behave that way. That is true. That is that is true. Yeah. While seeing, <laughs> like, yeah. that's in a very appropriate appropriate way to view that movie. So obviously, Marissa's favorite place is New York. So I don't think we need to touch upon that. But Jermaine, you did something <laughs> you said that you would never do, and you came to L.A. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know it started off a little bit rocky, but by the time you left, what was your overall takeaway from your time here? I fucking hate LA and I will <laughs> never, well, I have to come back, but if it were up to me, I would never step foot in LA ever again. It's not my city. It's not for me. Um, the people are, the people are trying to be too cool and in doing so they come off as assholes. The water in LA is sticky. I don't know if that's a thing. The I, when I shower, I find the water to be sticky, like almost slimy. I don't, I don't know if that's in my head. That's been a, just a problem at your hotel. <laughs> well, I, I, I swapped hotel, Sam, as you know. Yeah. You won't get into that. But I, I don't know. LA's, it, 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 it's just not for me. It was fine. The best part of LA was all the dinners I had with people, including both of you. Those were like fun. But L.A. was not, like, nothing good happened to me in L.A. <laughs> I witnessed a major accident, which I can't talk about. But, like, nothing good happened to me in L.A. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Wow. But I'm glad to be back in New York where I belong. You did. So, as you mentioned, you switched hotels. You said after you moved to the second hotel that you were walking around and you did like it a little bit more. Yes, because there was a coffee. I could go out to get coffee. There were places that I could walk like 15 minutes to restaurants. Like that was much better than where I was. Where I was, it was like the hotel was off like a freeway. So that wasn't great. So I like the, the, the hotel I switched to wasn't, it's like very boutique-y. It's not like a fancy hotel, but the neighborhood was better. Like I could walk to get a coffee, which is more the most important thing to me is to be able to get a coffee. Mm -hmm. So that got better. The location got better. Okay. What was not good was on Tuesday night, I got back to the hotel and I felt so sick that I did not eat dinner. I was like, I feel terrible. I don't know why. And then on Wednesday, I was on my way to a dinner 
in an Uber and I started to feel sick again. And I was like, oh my God, I don't feel good. And I looked at the Uber service, like, how quickly am I going to get to where I need to be? And I look at the map and the road is this windy road that is going <laughs> up and down and around. I think I was in Laurel Canyon. I was like, oh, oh yeah, you were, you were on like sickness. Laurel that Canyon is, Boulevard. <laughs> I was like, this is motion sickness. Yeah. Great. Which could have been avoided if you didn't stay in West Hollywood. But I digress. <laughs> also true. <laughs> I don't know, Marissa, do you find the water here to be slimy? There's definitely been worse water. My parents live in Orlando, and that water is gross. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything to add about the water. I will be putting a filter on our shower head, though, and seeing okay. if that makes a noticeable difference. Okay. Well, Marissa, we were in New York, and then you went camping. And even though we had a very busy month of travel, I feel like at least on my end, I was able to get through a good chunk of my list from last month. Obviously, you did not put together a list from last month. So I'd like to start with you. What did you watch? What was what were you excited for coming into the month, I guess? And, and how do you feel that your month of viewing went? Okay, well, considering I didn't make a list, it's just like, I don't even know what I watched that actually came out in June. <laughs> We saw Spider-Verse. That was June. That was June. That was June. <laughs> we, now that I'm home and we're settled back into our our life, we ha- are about halfway through season two of The Bear, mm-hmm. which I'm really enjoying. Same. Uh, I don't know what else came out in June. <laughs> I will say, which I didn't get to talk about last month, I am really enjoying Platonic on Apple TV. I am too. I put that on my list and you were like, eh, I don't know. It's hilarious. It's really, <laughs> it's it's a good time. Seth Rogen's going to Seth Rogen and True. it's always funny. I don't know. Okay, Marissa, here's just a small sample of the other things that came out in June. Never Have I Ever, season four. Oh my God, watch that in <laughs> one day. Perfect. See, I... June was such a blur to me because I felt like I was always somewhere else. So that feels like it was much longer ago than it was. But I did watch that final season in a day. Elemental, which we saw after getting dinner with Jermaine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lots of feelings to this to this day. How was it? I don't know. How was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was very um, heavy-handed. And what it was doing in terms of being just like an allegory for like an immigration story and specifically, I would say an Asian immigration story mm-hmm. and racism. Uh, but it was also like a love story, but it was also, I don't know, it was wild. I don't know. I felt like, like you said, very, you know, allegorical. I just felt like I'd seen it before, but like with real people, it didn't really have anything new to say about the immigrant experience. And one thing that I thought was, or that I commented to you on was that like, I don't know, I I placed this movie in my mind because we had also just finished American Born Chinese. And I feel like there's two different generations of immigrant stories going on right now. And Elemental played more to like the first generation of immigrants who maybe like they are 
you know, people who came here or, you know, the parents of people who came here who then had to watch their parents like start a store or open a store and then do that kind of stuff. And then there's like the second to third generation of immigrants who came here who it's more about like, how are you assimilating and like your place in society compared to, I I don't know, just like the majority, like the majority of, of the populace here, like white people, I guess. And like fitting in that way. And I felt like for me, I related more toward like the American born Chinese story because I feel like I'm more in that, I don't know, further along, I guess, in like my family's kind of like immigrant journey, not necessarily like what we saw in Elemental. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Mercy, you saw the Little Mermaid a second time. (laughs) Yeah, but that wasn't. Wow. I did see it twice. Did you get anything more out of it the second time? No, I got to listen to um, Prince Eric solo again. Um, I don't know. I went to see it with my sister because she hadn't seen it yet. Same takeaways from time one. (laughs) Nothing new to add. While you were seeing that, I saw Transformers (laughs) in what I think was the loudest Dolby movie I've ever been in. Like the chairs were dialed up so much that I felt like we were about to like blast off into space. <laughs> we got out of that movie and I felt like my body was still vibrating. It was a pretty crazy experience. The other thing that I watched this month was um, based on a true story, which I enjoyed. I watched it in like a weekend. It was a, it was a quick watch, but it was fun. Jermaine, how was your June movie and TV viewing? Uh, movie was a no-go because I was just busy. TV, I did good on TV. I watched The Idol, the first episode of The Idol, and I said to you, I don't need to see any more of it. Fantastic. Did I see that it's ending Terrible after, show. like, five episodes? Like, they're not even... Five episodes? Correct. <laughs> but that was always... Like, people... I That was in... That was on Futon Critic for a long time. People are acting like this is news, but if you looked, like, there was oh. always five episodes on the rollout. I thought it was six. I think people thought there are six episodes and you're cutting an episode. But terrible, terrible, terrible <laughs> show. Terrible. Terrible show. Uh, the Bear I'm in, I think I'm five episodes in. And just like that, I'm hate watching because <laughs> uh, it's just so bad. <laughs> the Crowded Room I watched on, I watched five episodes on the flight to LA. Not great. It's not a great show. But my favorite thing is Tom Holland doing promos for the show. And he says, you know, the show is being very negatively reviewed, but reviewed, but I'm still going to go out and promote it. And I'm like, oh, Tom, <laughs> so nice. Maybe you should sit, just let it die. And then I watched Secret Invasion, which had a very, very first episode. The ending was, did not see that ending coming. That feels like a good a good review. Great in TV for secret for secret, yeah, invasion. For secret invasion. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that ending coming for episode one, and I couldn't. I was gonna watch episode two last night, and it was nine eleven p.m. and I pulled up Disney Plus and I pulled up episode two and it said fifty seven minutes and I said I don't have fifty seven minutes right now <laughs> and I just turned the TV off and went to bed. <laughs> Fair enough. Marissa, the other thing we watched from our May list was the Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie, You Hurt My Feelings. Great movie. 
Yeah. I loved it. It was very, it had a lot of author jokes. It did. It felt like a movie (laughs) that was made for me specifically. (laughs) I loved it. And then obviously we don't need to talk about it, but How I Met Your Father, full swing. We're back again. We're back. There's been a lot of stuff. Thank God, because (laughs) like, look at the month ahead. I mean, it's pretty bleak. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good like catch up month. It is a good catch up month. I mean, July is always a little bit of a a TV uh, black hole. I don't know. It feels especially rough. Do you think we're starting to see like the effects of the strike or not quite yet? I don't think so. I think you just don't watch the shows that they saved for the summer because I feel like there's a lot of returning shows. A lot of returning shows, but even like July movies, which is July's typically like a big blockbuster month, there are not a lot of movies. Like I, there's no <laughs> there's no big Fourth of July weekend movie. Well, what comes out this weekend? Indiana Jones. I guess Indiana Jones is your Fourth of July movie. Okay, it's tomorrow, so probably I guess technically June. Technically June. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Fourth of July weekend for all intents and purposes. A lot of drama in the movie world as well with all this, you know, theater jockeying. But we can talk about that. Okay, so I don't know. Where should we start? Doesn't matter to me. I feel like TV will be quick and snappy and then we can like perhaps (laughs) linger on movies. Okay, we can be quick and snappy. There's like almost nothing. (laughs) I, I don't even have a full list for TV to be quite honest. Same. Okay. I would say you can start, Sam, since you're the most optimistic. Well, I mean, the first thing that I have, I feel like neither of you are going to have. It's the Netflix show Quarterback, which is- I looked at, I got I got 15 seconds into that trailer and I was like, nope. Well, yeah, you, <laughs> like neither of you are football people. Okay, but this show, it looks very kind of like last chance you, you know, they've been doing it now with every sports, they, or every sport, they've been kind of rotating it around. They've done the tennis one, they've done the Formula One one, and now we have quarterback, which is going to follow Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, and uh, Super Bowl winner Patrick Mahomes. And this comes out on July 12th. It uh, is produced by Mr. Omaha. Mr. Nationwide is on your side. Peyton Manning himself. And I'll check it out. Cool. Sports. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. I mean, yeah, I'll check it. Sports. Exactly like you said. And that's the only sports thing I have on my list. So we don't need to talk about sports anymore because I know it's not your, your thing. Okay, well, I can pivot to something that I know is not on your list. Sure. The Summer I Turn Pretty, Season 2. Let's go. You're right. That is not on my list. (laughs) I thought you said Season 1 ended very frustratingly. Okay, here's the thing. Throughout watching Season 1, I could not tell you if I was enjoying it or hate watching it, like, genuinely. (laughs) But then, like, it just... By the end, I was crying, and I was just like, what is happening? This clearly took me on an emotional journey, and I think the cast is fun, and I will watch it. It's Taylor Swift endorsed. I support Jenny Han, the showrunner and YA author of the series. There's nothing else to watch, so (laughs) (laughs) may as well see where... It goes from here. One of my biggest complaints about the show is that the main character's name is Belly, and I will never be okay with that. 
Wait, did you say belly? Belly. Like B-E-L-L-Y? Correct. That's what they call her. Is her name like Isabella? I think so. But like belly is the choice. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like it either. I don't I don't like that. That's so weird. It's a weird name. (laughs) That that's a weird name. That's a weird nickname. so my obviously my name is Jermaine. And when I was growing up, people try to shorten my name and it's like create a nickname and then then the shortened version they would call me germs. See, no. And I was like, excuse me. First of all, my name is a J, not a G. But germs doesn't quite work for me because, you know. Yes, can confirm. First name Isabel goes by Belly. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. How about just Belle? Bella? Just Isabel? Just call? Just, just use her name? I don't know. But... Season two is coming. Yeah. That's all I have to say. July 14th yes. for that one. Amazon Prime. All right, Jermaine, where are we going with this on your list? A, a, a deep, dark left turn. Uh, Max, you know, that thing used, that used to be HBO Max. A four-part docuseries called Last Call When a Serial Killer Stalked Queer in New York. Very long, drawn-out name for <laughs> a show. but um, And it's basically about... 1990s New York when you know AIDS was like ravaging the community and gay men were being lured away from bars and murdered and the cops did nothing about it because they didn't care so that is going to be some great light-hearted watching for me <laughs> jeez this is only a four-part docuseries it is got it okay the first scripted show that I have on my list is also on Netflix I will say also, a lot of my TV shows are coming from Netflix, but given what they just did to me, not endorsing, (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily a a fan of endorsing Netflix right now. How are you watching Netflix if you don't have Netflix? Well, currently, I am not. (laughs) That is the answer there. Maybe one day, though, I'll I'll circle back when there's like a good library of stuff that I've put on these lists and, and checked it out. I don't know. TBD. We'll see. But my, the my only Netflix need is Bridgerton season three. When does that come out? I, unclear. Yeah. Okay. Unclear. All right. But the anyways, the the scripted show that I put here on my list is called uh, Survival of the Thickest, starring Michelle Buteau, who for so long has just been a voice um, on the circle, but now. She gets a face. She's been in, in other the things. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I know. Um, I thought it was interesting that this show is based on her, I guess, award-winning series or uh, like book of essays, which I have not read. But uh, let's see. The log line says, um, oh, okay. When a size-inclusive New York City stylist who wants to make it big in the fashion world suffers a devastating breakup, she decides to live her messy single life on her own terms, even if her ex, her on-the-job faux pas, and her dating highs and lows threaten to take her down. Nothing is going to stop her from becoming a boss bitch. Interesting. Hmm. Michelle Buteau, you made the list. Except you're on Netflix, so <laughs> we will not be watching you. And you can't watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Marissa, I, I will pass the baton to you. Okay, my next show is kind of, I'm pretty sure I have called it out before, 
then it got pushed up in time, but I'm just going to reiterate that I am excited for season two of The After Party. I've, uh, yeah, we definitely, have we definitely talked, about, talked about it. Sam Richardson, Tiffany Haddish, Stellar Cast, New Mystery, season two, Apple TV. Companies are still pushing, like, we're still in the phase where, like, all those, all the shows that companies have been sitting on are now, you know, slowly starting to roll out. And The After Party is one of those shows. Yes. But then it's like, what happens? I don't know. I think we're in for a terrible fall. Not if you like reality competition. Oh, boy. (laughs) I do. Like, the fact that, like, Big Brother got pushed to... August and did you see CBS is saying that they're CBS is rolling out like four or five new reality shows and Rob Sester Nito just quote tweeted it was like this is attempted murder yeah I saw that <laughs> that was that was amazing. Yeah. like too much yeah that is a lot I should be like knee deep in Big Brother right now right it's annoying and it's not that even we're not started until August. It's annoying. Also, like, how can the contestants get time off in the fall to be a Big Brother? There's a reason why it's a summer show. People get time off from work to compete. Jermaine, if you had been here and the show had been going on, you could have been a wall yeller. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> oh my god! Could have just tried to yell. Yell, yell all the things about the edit that everybody's not seeing in the house. Could have been that guy. So mad. <laughs> uh, all right, Jermaine, what's next on your list? The Real Housewives of New York is back this July. Uh, new cast. It's a reboot. All the old women are gone. I've seen the, ep- the premiere episode. It is just fun, fresh, lighthearted drama. I think. It will be good. I'm excited to see where it goes. New York Housewives has always been one of the better franchises. So I'm excited for that. Roni. Roni. <laughs> I love how Twitter has just like renamed all of these shows. That was like, I'm sure when these shows started, I think people literally used to type out the entire name of the show on Twitter. Well, that's just a waste of characters. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, well, I'm also banned from Twitter right now, or Twitter's trying to ban me. They said I violated some terms, and my Twitter is, I cannot, they are limiting account features, and my ability to like, follow, or, re- or retweet will be limited for three days and zero hours. That's a message they sent me. I've since tweeted a bunch of shit since then. So I guess the engineer who was supposed to like block my Twitter got fired. Um, but yeah, Twitter tried to silence me this week. Did you say something to Linda? <laughs> Is this Linda trying to do no, something? No, I did not. <laughs> I said something to Alyssa Perry Griffin from The View. <laughs> what did you say? Trying to get me started. She was being stupid about pride. So I feel like told her she was being stupid about pride. Oh, and then she probably reported you. Oh, <laughs> she did that. She's boring. All right. The next show on my list, I think I was, I think when I put my list together, I was, I was, uh, I was in like a very like mindset from just having watched the bear because I put in five star chef here <laughs> <laughs> also on Netflix. And in this competition show, seven chefs compete to bring their fine dining concept to London's Langham Hotel. 
And I was just watching it and I was like, you know what? This seems very intense. It seems also like very high class. And also like one of the storylines, and obviously we're not done with the bear yet, but one of the one of the storylines for the season is that they want to get a Michelin star. And here they're competing for a restaurant that has five stars. The pressure must be tremendous. Oh. Yeah. Five star chef. Netflix. The 14th. Why do you have so many Netflix shows and you don't have Netflix? Well, because uh, as you know, on my list, I only put new shows. Uh, if we were going to returning shows, honestly, I think I have five returning shows that I would have put above these five shows. <laughs> I would have put What We Do in the Shadows, How To with John Wilson, Miracle Workers, and even Tough as Nails probably, and The After Party. That <laughs> I would have put all those before these. But my list is only new shows, so you're so dedicated to the cause. I, I yes, I am. I'm here trying to to look for these um, these diamonds in the rough, the hidden gems, if you will. And how's that going for you? I mean, I was one of the first people. I will, I will, I will take this to the grave. Write this on my tombstone. I was one of the first people on the jury duty train. <laughs> you were. You were. I will take that as a win, and I'll be on my way. i'll say for me this is where things get a little a little bleak this is where i'm going to just kind of say that i don't have a complete list for tv but if i had to call out another show i will maybe watch i definitely would be had i not already gotten invested in its uk counterpart and that is the return of love island on peacock (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think two Love Islands is too much. I think one Love Island is too much. It's on like every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> and the UK version also has a weekly after show. Like oh. it's called After Sun. And it's like a they have like the host and they have like people. Well, see, when Love Island was on CBS, didn't they do that also? Because there was like the Paramount Plus episode. And it was like raunchier because it wasn't on CBS. It was on Paramount Plus. Yes, but no, I'm taught like they do like, you know, how like The Bachelor will do like live shows for like finales and premieres, like more like a talk show format. They do that every week to like recap the week. Oh, not with the contestants, but like the most recently dumped people will be on to talk. And then, yeah, it's like a weekly kind of like recap talk show. Oh, I see. It's not like the bonus content episode, which also exists, but I usually just like skip over that in favor of new content. I don't know. The UK version just gives in a way that the US one. eh. Well, yeah, because I feel like on the UK version, you can always trust like, I feel like even I know at this point, some of like the UK stereotypes of like, oh, you're from Essex. You behave a certain way. (laughs) I, I don't know what the equivalent would be in the US, like Miami. I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't heard of New Jersey. I guess, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and just the words. You're from like, Staten Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's fair. Yeah. That's probably a, a closer comp. About cheeky chaps and getting mugged off and having good chat. Good banter. Yeah, good banter. Good, good banter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would tune in if, like I said, I'm already invested. I watched like nine episodes of the UK. That's too much. Like that's, two days. That's too much. I just, it's a show that I just could not get into. 
it's a lot. I just could not get into it. Because it's it's a slow burn, right? Because it's like in real time. I don't know. Some seasons are better than others. But I think it's worth worth the ride. Uh, Jermaine, what's next for you? I also will like to say I don't have a full list. And this is the only other show I will probably watch in July on Amazon Prime. The Horror of Dolores Roach. That looks good. That is... Apparently it's based on a podcast. Um, I forget her name who is starring in this uh, version for Amazon Prime, where the plot is that she is gotten out of prison after 16 years, and she's now back in, like, gentrified Washington Heights, and she becomes a masseuse in, like, the basement of an empanada shop, and she murders somebody, and I think she becomes a serial killer, and the trailer hinted like maybe the body was cut up and baked into empanadas. And I was oh like, gosh. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, the trailer looked funny. Wait, this is fictional, like, right? I could watch it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's fictional. The pot, I think it was like one of those, like, it was a, I think the pot, I don't know much about the podcast. I'm going to hope it was fictional. <laughs> so, okay. I hope so. But that looked fun. Interesting. I don't think I've yeah. heard of that one. I did see that one as well. Didn't make the list. What? So you are you two both done with your lists? Yes. Uh, yeah. I can't believe neither of you watch What We Do in the Shadows because that show is so good. That show is hilarious, and I'm excited for it to come back. But the last two shows that are on my list, I put in uh, Twisted Metal, which will be premiering on Peacock on July 27th, based on the PlayStation game. Starring Anthony Mackie. It kind of looks a little bit Mad Maxi. Basically, this guy is given an opportunity to better his life in a post apocalyptic landscape if he can deliver this package, but then he gets chased by a clown in an ice cream truck. Just classic video game things. I don't think I had put The Last of Us on my list a couple months ago, and I won't make the, that mistake again. So, <laughs> putting Twisted Metal <laughs> the on the list. The Last of Us wasn't on your list? I don't think it was. Um, Are you sure? I mean, I think it was. Are you sure? We definitely talked I, about it, but I, I, I don't was, think it was on my list. I think it was on your list. I mean, I, just not to be mean here, like, I don't think Twisted Metal is going to be. Well, no, that's the last of us. <laughs> that is fair, but just want to cover just the bases. Um, and the last show I put on here was Full Circle, which I'm not even like that thrilled about. It seems a little derivative, but Claire Danes, Dennis Quaid, Timothy Oliphant, Zazie Beats. Similar to Jermaine, the first show on your list, this is a show about, uh, I guess, the grimier side of New York, and um, I guess there's a, a kidnapping, a botched kidnapping in New York. Um, that one's on Max, and that one comes out on the 13th, but that's TV, really. Cool. So should we should we move on to movies? Are we ready? I am ready. Are we ready? Um, because I'm ready to kick yes. us off for movies. Oh, you're ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm fully prepared for... Barbie to be the best movie I've seen this year, and I will be very disappointed if it's not. Wow, okay. Why? <laughs> I just think that we are not prepared for what it's actually about. I think from everything... What, what is it about? I think it's going to be hella existential. I think it is too. I mean, my comp for it was actually... I watched the trailer, and it gives me some like Lego movie vibes. Yeah, and that movie's existential as shit. 
It is, yeah. There's the whole time when he, like, takes the portal out of, like, the world of the Legos, and then he ends up, like, in the real world. And there, again, there's Will Ferrell. Like, <laughs> I think that's world. the takeaway here is, like, if you're a toy, you better watch out for Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just, like, reading what, like, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling have had to say about like the script being like they signed on because it's the best script they've ever read. I think that there is so much like intentionality in the set, in the costuming. I did watch the like architectural digest video of the Barbie dream house. I mean, let, let, let's just be the, the budget is high. <laughs> the budget is high. The, the budget, like, if I'm anything, surprised Warner even the, has the money for this budget. I haven't seen a marketing campaign pop off like this in a very long time. Very long time. It's like there's a budget. There's a Barbie dream house that like popped up. When Margot Robbie pulled up to the press junket in the, the convertible, I just like gasped. Yes. So, there's been like pop-ups in New York and... I think in here too, with of like the Malibu Cafe that you can go and dine at. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently you can like rent the bar. The 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 the, the Barbie the the house is going to be available for rent for Airbnb. Yeah, in Malibu. Like, okay. I don't know. I'm just very excited. This marketing campaign is working. We did get our tickets for opening night in Dolby. <laughs> we did. Well, and? very, very slim window um, to get the Dolby tickets because of the aforementioned drama between Barbie and Tom Cruise and <laughs> Christopher and Tom Nolan. Cruise, who, who, has since, who has since backpedaled to say, everybody should go watch the other movies. Like, fuck you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. You saved movies. We get it. Top Gun saved the theaters. We get it. But like, come on. Mission Impossible, what, six? Dude, stop. Uh, I don't or know. Or five. Maybe it's five. I don't know. Well, Tom Cruise, not, not Tom on my Cruise squeezed these uh, movies out of Dolby and IMAX, and I squeezed Dead Reckoning Part 1 out of my list. So, <laughs> But I'm excited. For Barbie's like, it's perfectly cast. People had the audacity to say that Ryan Gosling was too old to be Ken. And I was like, Ryan Gosling is the only person who could play Ken. I mean, there's a lot of Kens here. Don't forget Marvel's Simu Liu. (laughs) I I soured on him. Really? um, Yeah, I have. He's he's a little oversaturated right now. He's everywhere. Everywhere I turn, I see see him. You see Marvel's Simu Liu. Okay, dude. Marvel's Simu Liu. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that episode of the Otter too. Yeah, in the fake Applebee's. <laughs> oh my god, the fake Applebee's. R.I.P. the Otter two. Oh, I yeah. haven't watched it yet. The, the final episode yet. Unfortunately, going out with show. a bit of controversy. Would expect nothing less, I guess, from that show. Yeah. What I, like exactly? I'm like, I guess now we know why these characters always get themselves in these positions because. I mean, if you probably based on real life, if you but, look at a side by side of the characters and the creators, <laughs> they are the creators. Same. I won't say like, they're not oh, the same. It makes sense now. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. makes so much sense now. But Barbie, top of the list, very, very, 
pop off the list. Yeah. No clue what it's what it's about, but can't wait, can't wait to see it. I will say also, I know this is not like a an indicator of like movie quality because it's just not, but I thought they killed it with the trailer. They picked excellent songs in the trailer. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Dua Lipa is a questionable choice because <laughs> um, all her music sounds the same. Oh, I'm talking about but the second trailer, it is not the very... first trailer. The second trailer. Oh, the second, the second trailer had better songs. Yeah. Second trailer had better songs because you know, there's going to be like a Barbie girl remix. But the interesting thing about this movie, not about the movie itself, is about Greta Gerwig. And the idea that many, many, many years ago when How I Met Your Father ended, there's going to be a How I Met Your Dad spinoff and Greta Gerwig starred in it, the pilot, and CBS killed the pilot. And her career has just gone on such a different direction now. And who would know? Maybe if she had done that, she wouldn't be making Barbie and we wouldn't have gotten Hilary Duff. How I Met Your Father, which is not a great show, but watchable. <laughs> I digress. But everything happens for a reason. Yeah, everything. Everything happens for a reason. I had it at the top of my list too, though. Um, okay, July twenty first, Barbie. July twenty first, Oppenheimer. Oh, that's next on your list. Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. The, how is that not next on your list? It's on my list, but I wouldn't. I I didn't put it next. I don't know. There's something like I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Inception, one of my favorite movies, but this movie just feels so heavy, and it's like three hours long. And like, yes, any any three hour like biopic is a, is a bit much for me. I don't think it's a biopic though. I I'm not seen it as a biopic. Well, yeah, I've I, seen. I, him, I, he I, self describes it as a horror movie, which I I I wouldn't go that far either. But. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I'll when be I laughing? was in college, I, I don't think you should be laughing. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not even on my list, honestly. Like, it's not. It's not my vibe. Just like it is. It is just the. It it is weird to look at the two most hyped movies of the month, which are Barbie and Oppenheimer. Like, like vastly different mm-hmm. movies with like vastly different stories. To, like somebody when they revealed the Barbie dream house in Malibu, somebody tweeted, you know, if the Oppenheimer marketing team, you only have to do one thing here. All you have to do is one thing, which is to nuke the house, just like nuke the playhouse. <laughs> and like, that's how you top their marketing. So it is, I, I want to see particularly, I, I love Celine Murphy and I, I, Christopher Nolan has a soft spot in my not hard, I wouldn't say hard, but I just remember at a time where summers where everything was like a repeat, like a sequel or a reboot, Christopher Nolan always, will always gave you something original at the box office, but like True. Inception or Interstellar, like when it was just Marvel movie after Marvel movie, you know, if he did the Batman thr- trilogies, which were good, but like he always... Tenant was the most confusing fucking movie I've ever watched. Like, I don't understand Tenant, but it was an original movie. So I will always appreciate that from Christopher Nolan. So June 21st will be a busy day. Oh, are you, are you trying to tackle both on the same day? I've seen people who have talked well, about I mean, this already. I, 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 I'm on vacation <laughs> that week. So I get back from vacation the 22nd. And we stop in Connecticut, and Connecticut, we go to, we like going to the drive-through, and they do back, 
they do double features. And you think, wait, but this is the double feature? I feel like normally they try to at least like this is the double it together, though. I feel like this is the double feature I would want. <laughs> because if not, we have to then switch screens and drive around. But it, it's it's an it's an interesting day for it is theater goers that June twenty first. <laughs> I mean, yeah. To your point, like I've always respected Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker and what he tries to do. And even in this movie, I know that he was doing some things that were new, like big IMAX format black and white, which I think is um something that he kind of had to create because it hadn't really i mean who mm-hmm. who films in black and white really anymore for IMAX especially but um you know surprisingly stacked cast when you kind of dive into it you obviously mentioned Cillian Murphy but Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt yeah a ton of ton of cast members on the Cillian Murphy front like what I I feel like he's a he's definitely like very underrated. Uh, what kind of um, what is your what what is your entryway into Cillian Murphy? Is it Peaky he was Blinders? In, no, no, no. I've seen Peaky Blinders, but he was in The Dark Knight. He was in like that was my intro to him. Sure, but he's I not. Think. He's not like he's not like Bruce Wayne. Like no, he's. He's not Bruce Wayne, but he plays like, these Like, how does one become, like, a big Cillian Murphy fan, you know? Because <laughs> he's kooky. <laughs> he always does these kooky things. He was also in, in, like, he's worked with Christian Nolan a lot. He was also in Inception. He was. He was the guy who got Incepted. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to rewatch that movie, but I, I, I want to read um, Elliot Page's book before I rewatch that movie because I, I would like I'm curious to know how they look back on their body of work now I, I have the book to read like what does he think about Juno now like I'm fascinated by that so I'm, I'm gonna read that book yeah anyway I digress well I will say that the number two movie on my list obviously not Oppenheimer I put The Haunted Mansion <laughs> Uh, on my at number list. two. What? At number two? On my list, not number two. And I'm freaked out by this movie, and I'll tell you why in a second. Go. Okay. Uh, obviously, the Haunted Mansion movie has been done before. I think 20 years ago with Eddie Murphy. Yes. And I'm, I'm freaked out by it because as far as I can remember, this is the only movie of my lifetime where the original was made and cater to me and it's now being remade i can't think of another movie that i watch as like a kid well i wasn't really a kid i was probably a teenager like 12 or something and now it's already been remade like i i it's i think that's my first experience i mean i feel like there's other examples i mean i can't think of one that was made as like an original thing when we were kids that is now being remade as we're adults. Now I'm just thinking of like remakes. I'm thinking of like Ghostbusters and like, but the, like the originals predated us a little bit. The, yeah. the originals weren't for us. Like Little Mermaid wasn't well, I mean, like those same, things were not. I mean, but you could say the same thing about a lot of the Disney live action movies, like The Lion King. Was The Lion King, what, when was that? That was for 95, us? I believe. Hmm, maybe. Yeah. I guess yeah. that would count. Yeah. But I, 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 I was just saying. freaked out by that idea of like, wow. I remember this movie as a kid, and now they're redoing it as an adult. Lion King 94. I apologize. But what okay. curi- what what made me curious about this movie is um, the original Haunted Mansion 
obviously, Jermaine, to your point, very like kid friendly, very much for kids. I don't think this one is necessarily the same. The original one was rated PG. This one's PG 13. I was definitely getting more like Pirates of the Caribbean side of like, you know, Disney ride Disney, to movie yeah. adaptations. And obviously, I think there's been a little bit of a hit or miss quality to these movies. We don't need to talk about Tomorrowland here. But I, <laughs> but I thought that this movie, like the the quality of references to the ride, I felt like were were fun, at least from what I saw in the trailer. I thought the cast was super interesting, mm-hmm. like Lakeith Stanfield, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. I thought it was a really like interesting mix of people in the movie. Don't forget Danny DeVito. Sorry, also Danny DeVito. Danny um, DeVito is in it. It comes from a Parks and Rec writer, and it's directed by the guy who directed. Um, oh my god, is it Dear White People? No, now I'm now I'm confusing myself. I don't know. I thought it looked fun, but it also looked a little bit darker than like you know the original did, and for that reason, I was curious about it. It is the guy who directed Dear White People. Okay. That wasn't that wasn't on your list at all. No, it was on my list, just oh, a little okay. further down. Oh, okay. Well, as you know, I come from a. It's not a, num- it's not a number. It's not a number two movie, Sam. Well, I come from a Disney adult family, so I know that my parents will be talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so. For sure, for sure. All right, Marissa, where are we going next? Um, we are going to maybe a quieter release in the month of July, but. A movie that as soon as I saw the trailer just felt so up my alley and made for me. And that would be Theater Camp. I forgot that was coming out this month. Yeah. (laughs) Starring Ben Platt (laughs) and Molly Gordon. They're counselors at a theater camp in upstate New York. That's all I needed to know to want to watch this movie. Um, (laughs) Also in it is um, Ayo Edebiri from The Bear. And Noah Galvin. It just looked so delightful. There are a lot of children in it that they are trying to corral to put on a show. That one, July 14th. Have you ever seen Camp? No. The movie with um, Anna Kendrick. You should watch Camp. It's literally like a, it's the same. It's literally the same plot as what you just described. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I have not seen that movie. I have not either, which is surprising because I will watch any- 2003. It's like, it's really up your alley. Anna Kendrick was in it. <laughs> Sorry, I just very, looked at Very gay. <laughs> I love Very uh, gay friendly. I, I love an early aughts. They do a great uh, rendition of um, uh, Ladies Who Lunch. Oh my God. I will be watching like, this movie you should watch again. tonight. They do tonight? a great oh, wow. rendition of- they do a great rendition of like uh, wild horses. Oh, it's, it's very, very campy. On Tubi. <laughs> very campy. Very gay. Very. It is. It's like, whatever happened to these people? Like, as I'm looking at it, like, you know, what happened to Anna Kendrick? But like, Stephen Sodheim is, makes an appearance. Like, I. Oh, it's Whoa. such a good movie. Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank you, Jermaine. I can't believe you've never watched it. How have you never watched Cam? All right, Jermaine, what's, uh, what I, else is on I your movie list? I recommend it. <laughs> uh, Insidious, The Red Door, Back to Horror. <laughs> Ten years, like, what is now, 20 years later, you're finally uh, closing out the Insidious universe, which Patrick Wilson 
is such a screen king because he does Insidious and the Conjuring movies. And there's been many speculation online that both movies share the same universe. And I'm like, why is he playing two different people then in these things? <laughs> um, but it is Insidious, You Red Door, which it's very cool to see the kid all grown up now. The same actor played the kid from the first movie. It's like 21 now. Um, and I'm excited to wrap that franchise out. Has Patrick Wilson been in all of them? He's been in the main Insidious movie. So I, just, I think they're like two prequels that he's not in because that's before. But he did Insidious 1, Insidious Chapter 2, and this coming one, The Red Door. But the prequels, he has not done. Okay. Because, yeah. But he's uh, in all the fucking Conjuring movies. <laughs> um, and he, I think he's directing this one, right? Is he? I think I saw that, yeah. Oh, that would be great. I love Patrick Wilson. He was on Girls. Oh. <laughs> I'm about to rewatch Girls. Girls is due for a rewatch. I'm going to do it. Yeah, he, he directed this one as well. Oh, great. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows Insidious better than Patrick Wilson? All right, the next movie on my list is a Max movie. It comes out on the 13th, and it's called Grey Matter. And it seems kind of like a, a su- kind of like a superhero maybe not superhero, but like superpower origin movie stars Mia Isaac. Basically this girl and her mom have special powers and it's, it looks like a very dark movie and it's kind of about this girl kind of like learning to control her powers, but she can't. The log line basically says that some sort of accident happens. And then when you watch the trailer, it seems like that just leads to, you know, an escalation of, of various situations. And um, it seemed very chaotic, but I, I will probably check it out. I hadn't heard of that one. Mm-hmm. I think we're giving with the movies. Yeah. Yeah. What yes. how, do you have any more? Making a, yes. Oh, you do. I okay. do. I do. Next movie on my list is Joyride. <laughs> oh, I, they were, I they were on the view today. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, I just think this movie looks silly. But I think like, don't Asian women deserve a silly movie? Like, yes, it's been done before, but not with like a quad of, you know, Asian characters, including Ashley Park and Stephanie Hsu, who I very much enjoy them and everything that they are in. And I'll watch this one too. It's like, why can't, why can't they get like a silly sort of like road trip comedy? No, I'm not saying they can't. They can. It's just, it, I don't think that I would... I would have put it on my list. <laughs> Prepare for this movie to be your next platonic. Okay, okay, well, we shall see. Okay, where else are we going in the month of July, Jermaine? What was my last July movie? Oh, Netflix, which I have and you don't. Um, they cloned Tyrone, which the trailer just looks so stupid. And <laughs> it's... It's just like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, it's Jamie Foxx, the guy. What's the guy from Star Wars' his name? I forget his name. Uh, it's like John. John. Yes. Uh, Tiana Paris, who is now Captain Marvel now, or whatever her Marvel name is. Mm-hmm. But it's just like this new age black exploitation movie where they uncover a government conspiracy theory in just like corner store like they find a secret lab and they find clones of tyrone his name is not tyrone but they like find clones <laughs> of themselves and they just like 
assume like, oh shit, and you're like, how are they cloning us? How do they get in their DNA? And they look around the restaurant, they're all eating chicken. It's like, it's in the chicken. Stop eating the chicken. <laughs> and just like, it is this, this, it's like a new age like take on black exploitation films. And I just like looked at it and I was like, oh, great. So <laughs> I'm gonna watch that. Hopefully, Jamie Foxx is okay. We don't know what's going on with him, but hopefully, he's okay. And he will be out and about to promote this movie. I mean, there's a chance no one will be out, out and about to promote this movie if the writers are, or if the actors are striking. Just about to Yeah. We'll know very cool. soon. Okay, the last movie on my list uh, is an Apple movie, comes out on the 28th, and it's called The Beanie Bubble. That's also my last okay, movie. Okay, that was your last movie. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a little bit too close to this one because of uh, your dad. Um, <laughs> it is a trigger point yeah, for this, me specifically. <laughs> so this movie stars Elizabeth Banks and Zach Galifianakis, Sarah Snook, and Geraldine Viswanathan. And yeah, it just chronicles, you know, the rise of Beanie Babies. And I will say we watched hmm. the HBO, it was HBO at the time. It was. I, I can't do Max. I just, it feels wrong to just it's, say. It's exactly. But we did watch the documentary about Beanie Babies. We did. That came out. And it's riveting shit. I mean, as you know, I I get very invested in like like content about companies that fail. That was why I got so like interested in the Blackberry movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just crazy. Everybody thought there was gonna be this like crazy secondary market for these beanie babies and and there would, was. And there, I mean, there was for a short time. I don't think there is anymore. No, but, but like there was. No. Because they ruined it. Like my dad was selling Beanie Babies <laughs> for Matt. Don't Pokemon cards make a, make Pokemon cards make like a comeback like in 2019 before the pandemic? Well, that was Everyone Pokemon was like, Go. Yeah, Pokemon card. No, but people were like trying to sell the cards. Like nobody wants these cards. <laughs> But yeah, I um, I saw this movie and I was just like, this is outrageous. I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> Same. Anything else to add or should we wrap it up with our streamer recommendations? Which for me, I don't even think I have one. I'll just be going to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the movie. Your, your recommendation is AMC Stubbs A-list. So you can see Nicole Kidman <laughs> over and over and over again. We come to this place. We stop. No. magic. Go to the movies. We come to AMC theaters to laugh. This is actually Marissa's best accent because she does it nonstop. And because Nicole Kidman's accent is so <laughs> nonsensical. My my, I've said it many times. My favorite thing about Nicole Kidman as an actress <laughs> is when halfway through the performance, she just gives up on the accent. <laughs> <laughs> like if you watch the undoing on hbo halfway through that series she just like gives up on the amount she just gives up on the accent <laughs> oh my god so marissa is that your your official recommendation is amc stubs a list <laughs> yes movie pass is back too you could just say movie pass, movie pass. amc is reliable <laughs> that's my answer okay it's a subscription it is a subscription you are you are not wrong. And for that low, low price of whatever it is now, they keep raising it. But <laughs> you can see any type of movie, including Tom Cruise in IMAX or Dolby or whatever it is. 
I love that none of us included that movie. No. The thing is, like, I've seen past Mission Impossible movies. I don't remember them. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what happened in the I, last I, one. I don't even remember the last one I saw and what happened. Like, I think it was Ghost, Pro- was Ghost Protocol the last one. Now I'm not even remembering. But, like, if you asked me, like, what happened in Ghost Protocol, I'd be like, you know, I saw it. And uh, I have no I, I don't remember at all. He broke his foot. Yeah, that's the. Str- I was just gonna say the strongest association <laughs> I have with Mission Impossible is that clip. His, yeah, his foot. His bricks. foot ran into a building and it, and he broke it, and then he continued running anyways. And that's I can't tell you anything. Wait, about was the that plot. the one? Was that the one Henry Cavill was in? No, he was in Fallout. He was in Fallout. Oh, maybe that was the last one that I saw. Then that was the last. Okay, that was the last one I saw. Then yeah, eighteen. Yeah, because I saw that in Florida. Okay, streamers. Streamers. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Hulu. You know, watch the bear, and while you're there, you can check out the great, and then you can watch How I Met Your Father and listen to our other podcast. (laughs) And Love Island UK. That is true. No, not that one. All right, Jermaine, what what do you think? I'm gonna say probably Hulu. There's things piling up that I need to watch on Hulu. Max is trash because the idol is trash. Sex in the City is just obnoxious, so it's not Max. Netflix, uh, Paramount Plus now has Showtime. Showtime is officially I saw that. now yeah. a part of I Paramount Plus. I haven't checked Plus. it out yet. So you can watch anything on Showtime now on Paramount Plus? That is correct. Wow. Time to watch Yellow Jackets. That's big, actually. <laughs> That's big for us. <laughs> uh, you haven't seen Yellow Jackets yet? No. Nope. Still now. Oh, you should do Yellow Jackets. You should watch Cam tonight. Start Yellow Jackets, <laughs> and then watch Dexter New Blood on Showtime. Okay, but I never watched the original Dexter. Okay, maybe you need to watch the original Dexter now. <laughs> All right. Except last season, which is notoriously terrible. Okay. Cool. So that that's July. Giving with the movies, failing with the TV. The but movies. We made it through. And I think it'll be very interesting to see where the preview goes from here in light of the strike continuing to strike. I mean, there will always be a movie list. There will always be. Well, not always, but like there will be a movie list for some time. We're going to get to September and our list is going to be like Dancing with the Stars, Big Brother. My list is not going to be Dancing with the Stars. Survivor and whatever five other new CBS reality shows are airing. Yeah. The Golden Bachelor. Oh, no. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, writers. Please. And on that note, that was another month of The Preview with myself, Sam Chung, and Jermaine Fletcher. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter and email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to have any more recommendations of things to watch you can find them at our website www.paginatedmedia.com or on any platform where podcasts are available we'll be back next month to preview august sitting on my couch and i don't know what to watch oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview